Hey friends, welcome back to the Living Out Loud with Allie and Amanda podcast. My name is Amanda. The Living Out Loud show is where we invite a different guest each week. We give our guest the opportunity to share her story. Our hope is that their story will encourage you in some way. My name is Allie and I want to say thank you to our awesome listeners for letting us into your lives each month. So grab your coffee or favorite beverage and let's get started. Welcome to our February podcast. Since February is the month we celebrate love, we have invited a very special couple, especially to our Oxford community, to come on and share their story. Our guests are Jody and Allison Schmelzer. Jody and Allison have been married for 16 and a half years. Is that right? 17 and a half. 17 and a half years. They have four children. They live here in Oxford, Mississippi, where Jody is the campus pastor for Pine Lake Oxford Church. So welcome, Jody and Allison. Thank, Thank you guys you. for taking the time to be here with us. Thank you. We're glad to be here. So um, you guys just got back from the Bahamas, right? We did. Oh, yep. Wow. <laughs> How was that coming back from warm sun beach to this cold place right now? Um, well, you know, honestly, our trip was incredible. So coming back from where we were was, uh, was shocking. Like it was just hard to get back to, you know, back to the, the real rhythm of life and then back into colder weather where we were at 75 degrees and sunny. We moved into a lot different weather when we got here. So, um, It was an awesome time, but uh, it was definitely different getting back to Oxford. Yeah, I saw like the whole family, or just no, oh, no. it was just us too. Oh my goodness! Yeah. It was yeah. I saw a picture you posted about your flip flops. How sad it was I to was put so those sad. up. I am. I was born in January, but I'm like total summer girl. So yeah, that I told Jody I was totally in my happy place, um, being yeah. down in the warm weather. Yeah, well, so it was hard to come back to the well, winter. Well, I'm glad but... you got back in time to record with us today. Yeah, we're excited for that sure. you're our February guest. And um, now, where are you guys originally from? Mm-hmm. I'm originally from Tupelo. Okay, Tupelo, and Jenny's Mississippi. From Jackson. I grew up in Jackson. Jackson, yep. Mississippi. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been here now in Oxford? Oh gosh. Well, I mean, we lived here for four years in college, but then moved away, and now we've been back here for. Two and a half years? Yep, it'll be three years of summer. Three years of summer, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, and you guys moved here to be the campus pastor mm-hmm. of Pine Lake Oxford Church. That's right. Right, okay. Yeah. And I actually go to Pine Lake Oxford, as you know, um, for our <laughs> listeners, and I absolutely love it. And, you know, one of the reasons I love it is you guys. Not only is it an amazing worship um, experience on Sundays but in the small groups and ladies' Bible study, but you guys are a big part of me loving that and my family loving that because of who you are and just just all that. So I'm so thankful that God brought you to Oxford. Um, I want to know how you guys met since okay. we're here to talk about marriage <laughs> and love and all of that. Awesome. Everything I'll let Allison between. start. Yeah. Well, I think that's one reason we love that God's brought us back to Oxford because it feels like kind of our ministry and our relationship has come full circle because we actually met here in Oxford in the union of all places when we were both 18 years old and had just graduated high school and we were up here for summer orientation before we started our freshman year and we were both business majors in college so that weekend there were several things in like the business school so we just kept we met in the union and we just kept running into each other and as soon as we got back to school 
in August, Jody called me, of course, no cell phone. So he called my dorm room and <laughs> left me a message on my answering machine um, and asked me to the first game. So we went to the first football game and like by January, our freshman year, we were dating and dated all four years and got wow. married right after we graduated at 22. Wow. So yeah. Oxford is, oh, and we got engaged in the Grove. So yep. that's another thing. So we definitely um, feel like Ole Miss and Oxford. I mean, that's just where our relationship started. So it was cool to come back. 15 years later with four kids in tow and ready to plan a church and it felt like coming home really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what, how awesome is God's orchestration in that? Because that doesn't yeah. happen every day. No, yeah. it was really neat. And that, that was in his plan. It really was. And the significance of that was not lost on us. And we knew that was another way we felt like God kept confirming that this is where we were supposed to move our family and, um, yeah. Yeah. and settle in. So that's beautiful. Where were y'all living before? In Madison. Mm -hmm. We lived in Texas and California, and then we had been in Madison for about 12 years. So we had been there the majority of our married life. Okay. And y'all were at Pine Lake, the reservoir? So, yeah. So the first year I came on staff was, I guess, about 13 years ago. And Mm -hmm. we were on staff at the reservoir for a year. And then we launched the Pine Lake Madison campus. And then that's where we were for nine years. And then we transitioned to Oxford when we had the opportunity to come and, and uh, launch the Oxford campus. So we've been with Pine Lake for a while and just so thankful to be able to be here for sure. So do you have the same story of how y'all met or is it different? <laughs> uh, you know, it's really the same as far as like when we met. I mean, like when I first met Allison, I literally told a buddy of mine next to me, I said, I'm going to do everything I can to ask her to the first football game when we get when we get to school okay. in August. Because I just, I mean, I only hung out with her a couple of times and talked to her a little bit. But really, I was like, okay, she's somebody I want to take on a date when we get when I get to school. So, okay. um, so yeah, I mean, that her the way she shared it is exactly how it all happened. So I have only been out of college for a little while, mm-hmm. and I think about the first game, and it's kind of a while before the first game. Yeah, I mean, you start back end of August, right? And then it's that's like, right several weeks before the first football game. So is that the thing to take, like to take yeah. the girls to the football game? You didn't want to just take her to the movies first? I don't know. You know, we're old, so just turned 40. <laughs> so um, back then the so football game dates were a big deal. We did okay. see each other okay. like at a rush party because this was we were the last class that went through rush before school started. Okay. So all that had gone on. I don't really remember. It didn't seem like it was that long. Maybe that year there was an early game. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I think it was even Labor Day weekend or something. Yeah. Early September. Early. So, but you know, this is pre-cell phone. I mean, no, but there was no yeah, social media. True. You didn't text each other unless you saw somebody face to face or happened to catch them on right. their home landline. You, you didn't talk to people. You know this, Amanda. <laughs> this is your life. I, I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, seriously, I'm not that old. Like, <laughs> it was a different generation, totally different. though. It yeah. is. And I, it affected our dating relationship differently than I feel like college sure. kids now. So it was different. Yes. Probably even better, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm yeah. sure dating my husband, without, I'm trying to picture without a cell phone, I'm like, yeah, that would have been... So much more fun in a way. It kind of was. It definitely encouraged us to have conversations, meet, Mm -hmm. you know, meet up a lot face to face. We weren't texting each other, you know, so I mean, we we just spent a lot of time. Now, don't get me wrong. We love that now. And we use that all the time. And as soon as cell phones really started coming out, which was about our senior year of college, we were getting them. But we love it, but we just didn't have it. So it kind of forced us to build a relationship on a lot of face to face conversation and 
phone conversation, which is healthy, I think. You know, you take everything so much slower. Yeah, I mean, you do. Than texting all day long, every day, which is what people do now. Right. That's right. Because it's available. Interesting. Well, I, I'll start with a, are y'all finished? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, with the divorce rate being so high, why do you think marriage is so hard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think there's a, a couple of, a couple of reasons why I just, I feel like marriage is difficult. Um, one is because we're broken people, right? I mean, we get into a marriage, we're imperfect people, we're broken and our natural, you know, our natural bend is towards selfishness. It just is. And so, um, so I think that one of the realities is when you step into marriage, um, you're bringing your own brokenness, your spouse is now bringing their own brokenness. And now all of a sudden, all of your brokenness is together. And, um, and I think that it just creates um, a real challenge with with trying to live the life that, that God has called you to live, um, when you're bringing in so much brokenness into one place. And so I think that's I think that's one reason is just that's just a reality. We're we're sinful, broken people. Um, the the second thing I think is that marriage is is hard because I think that um, once you've been married for um, even if it's a short amount of time, a lot of times you start to settle in, you know, and uh, maybe you stop working on your marriage. And and I really firmly believe that good marriages are good marriages because the husband and wife never stop working on their marriage. Right. I, I really believe that. Um, and in a lot of ways, I kind of, um, I like to use an illustration of a garden. All right. I know this sounds kind of, it's kind of weird, but, um, when you're planting a garden, you're going to spend time to get the soil ready, prepare everything to whatever it is that you're planting in the garden. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so if you're planting flowers, you're getting the soil ready, you're planting the flowers, but once you plant what's in the garden, you don't just have the freedom to walk away and never come back to it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately in a garden, weeds are going to grow, things are going to grow in that in that garden that could choke the life out of whatever it is that you've planted. And I think in the same way, marriage is a lot like that. Um, Our tendency sometimes can be, well, we're here, we're married. Um, Now we can just kind of settle in and do whatever we want to do. But I really believe that the greatest marriages are ones that we're always in our marriage, trying to pull those weeds out of our marriage. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a weed of bitterness or um, anger or resentment or something that just surfaces within your marriage. Um, and if you, if you don't, if you don't work towards your marriage, then ultimately marriages can get stale. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, before you know it, people just decide it's just not worth it any longer. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's, there's always, um, a pull towards selfishness and then just kind of getting in a place where we really don't feel like we need to work on our marriage anymore. And I think that, that sucks the life out of your marriage in a lot of ways. Absolutely. It's so good. Um, analogy of it. Yeah. And so my question would be, what has been the key to your relationship, you mm-hmm. and Allison, mm-hmm. Allison, yours and Jody's relationship? Um, I think that, you know, Jody's really good about, like, um, bringing a lot of fun into our marriage. I'm definitely the type A in the relationship. He's the type B minus is what I usually call him. <laughs> so it, it's a good um, match. And he's good about, like, not letting me get too worked up or take things too seriously and surprising me with fun things and hopefully I help keep him a little bit organized and Definitely. and um on track. I think that um it's cool to see how the Lord um uses our personalities to complement each other mm-hmm. and to kind of encourage each other and you know hopefully bring out the best in each other. Um 
I do think sometimes it's hard if we put too much expectation on, you know, each other to mm-hmm. be something that they can't be, and we work to guard against that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's very good. Um, and what you said, um, I think from I actually listened to our podcast two years ago. Um, mm-hmm. We did. Kenny and Valerie Dean, and uh-huh. I would say to our listeners, after you listen to this one, if you want some more, mm-hmm. um, just some more um, stuff on marriage, to go back and listen to that too, because they said some of the same things, uh-huh. um, uh, what you just said about unexpected um, expectations. Mm-hmm. Don't put that on. On that person. You, yeah, just mm-hmm. be clear yeah. and real mm-hmm. and honest, and um, be grateful mm-hmm. for whatever is done um i think one of the it was funny because he said something about like you know if he was supposed to take the trash out um he was talking to Allie because i think she was asking something about like what you know her the responsibilities and if he took it halfway to the trash be like you know thank you for taking it halfway and it was funny but just being grateful for whatever is Uh done um so it just reminded and me I, of that. I remember, well, I'll be married three years in April. And I remember going through pre- premarital counseling and learning about those expectations. And, yeah. you know, you're going to bring expectations into your marriage, whether mm-hmm. you realize it or not. So I knew that. But at the time, I didn't know what those expectations were until mm-hmm. I'm actually in it and living it. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it was amazing. We, sh- we had a really hard first year of marriage because mm-hmm. of those expectations and yeah. because we weren't verbalizing them. Yeah. My husband was trying to um, show love to me the best that he could by, um, like, you know, not bringing something up if he was frustrated because yeah. he felt like he um, didn't want to upset me, you know? Yeah. And so then that stored bitterness into, okay, well, this expectation that I have is not being met and vice versa on, on my side too. And it was little things down to, you know, who takes out the trash and right. who does these jobs. But yeah. then also, how do you talk about these expectations mm-hmm. and where do they come from? Well, they come from how you were raised. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. and what your parents did. Sure. And so too. I've learned that I love his parents and just like I love my parents, but we were raised totally different. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I have to see, and the more that I've spent time with his parents and in his home, I've seen, okay, this is why the way that he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful. Yeah. It's different than me, mm-hmm. but I'm able to love him better by learning how his parents are. No doubt. You know, and that's really helped um, us decide, okay, this is the good from what I learned from my expectations, and this is the good from what he learned, and how do we want to mold this in together for our children and our family? And that's, yeah. that just has to be communication, mm-hmm. right. constant communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Lance and I have been married 21 years this last December, oh, which yeah. sounds crazy. Awesome. I cannot yeah. believe we've been married that long. I mean, that I'm about to have an 18-year-old. That's amazing. Wow. But I still have a six-year-old. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm That's still right. going yeah. to all the little class parties <laughs> and all that. But um, even, you know, 21 years later, we went to a marriage retreat this past um, year. And one of the biggest things that um, – we took away is just always assuming the best. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because yep. a lot of times you can, no matter what it is, you can always think something. Mm-hmm. But sure. if you assume the best of mm-hmm. your spouse, it helps so much. So that's one yeah. of the things we've taken from. I have to years. say, you're really good at that. Oh well, thank you. I, don't I mean, know I'm not about married that. to you, but <laughs> I know you're really good. Oh, at that. that's really <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Thank you. But you know what? It's it's hard. 
It's hard yeah. to do that because you just want to go, okay, this is not what I'm seeing and right. this is not what I'm thinking, but I'm going to choose mm-hmm. to right. assume the best mm-hmm. until something tells me something you know, right. clearly different. And you're usually glad that you did because when mm-hmm. you realize why that person wasn't doing it or answering yeah. whatever, right. you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I think that's huge too. And, and a lot of times when we, um, when we maybe have a tendency not to believe the best or assume the best, then... Really, you get in this place where the joy in your marriage just gets can get removed from that because yeah. you're now you're starting to think negatively about your yes. spouse, and so I think yeah. it's a great point, Amanda. That mm-hmm. man, it, it, in any situation we can, let's believe the best about our spouse. Let's yeah. assume the best about them because yeah. that's really the outlook we should have in our marriage. And what sure. you said, Jody, you start thinking negative. Well, mm-hmm. where does that come from? That's right. Because God is nothing. That's right. Negative. I mean, that's that is right. all the enemy. He is all about negativity. That's God right. is all positivity. Yeah. So, yes, I love that. Uh, what would you guys say is the most important thing that you have learned about marriage mm-hmm. in the past 17 and a half years? Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, um, it's just for sure staying um, in the Word and in my relationship with the Lord growing because I feel like when I'm in tune to what the Holy Spirit is speaking into my heart, sometimes whether, you know, it is with, like like we were talking about believing the best, whether it's taking the trash out, you know, if Jody doesn't take the trash out. Since the way I give love is by serving others, sometimes I expect that and sometimes I part of me can think, well, if he loved me, he would be doing, he would be being responsible and doing all these things. But when I'm really walking with the Lord and I'm really in the word, I'll hear the spirit saying, no, that's not, you know, that's, that's a lie from the enemy that wants to get a wedge in our marriage. And I'll hear the spirit saying, let that go. You know, you don't need to rub that in his face when he gets home or send him a text. You forgot the trash again, you know, just let it go. And love covers offenses. I mean, the Bible tells us that in first Corinthians 13, whenever I'm struggling in love, I know that's the kind of the typical chapter, but it's true. When you treat those things, what is love? And you mm-hmm. read all those things love is. Um, and so I think for me, it's just honestly just staying in the Word. If I'm not, which of course I'm guilty of, you know, getting busy. I'm a busy mom, and yeah. I can find that it's there's more um, quicker to be on edge in our marriage. And, you know. Yeah. So true. Abiding in Him. Mm-hmm. Connecting, being connected to the Word. Because there's no way for you to be able to... Let those things go without and, abiding in him and, and him I being can't, your Right, and I can't love him just on my of myself. My heart has to be overflowing with God's love for me yes. and to even be able to show him any yeah. type of love. And my love is not perfect like God's. But, you know, I think if you don't have that, and I do think that's one reason you see so many marriages struggle, is because just not having that commitment to the Lord, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I think the um, a couple of things, too, that come to mind just that we've learned. Um, one is that um, I have to remind myself all the time that marriage is really, it's it's not about me. It's not about Allison. It's really not about us. It's about the Lord. You know, um, this is this is God's purpose and his calling on our lives. And so um, whenever we can shift our focus from our marriage being about us and really focusing on where it really needs to be, that this is about glorifying God, then ultimately everything that Allison's talking about just overflows from that relationship with God, you know? And Mm -hmm. so, um, so that's a, that's a challenge every day Mm -hmm. to, to not let marriage be about us, but let it to be a reminder that our purpose in marriage really ultimately is to glorify God. Mm -hmm. Um, the other huge thing that I've learned personally is, um, 
when I'm wrong, I need to own it. You know, um, don't be afraid to say I was wrong. You know, sometimes those are the three greatest words you can say in a marriage is I was wrong, you know? And so, um, so I've learned that sometimes the hard way, you know, because my tendency as a man and as a husband is to never own up to never own up to my failure or when I've been wrong about something, just kind of keep that in and hope that it goes away or avoid it in some way. But, um, but I've learned over time that the more, um, open I am with communicating with Allison that I was wrong. I own this. I'm sorry. Please forgive me for this. Then, um, then man, I just see a lot of fruit in our marriage come out of that and a lot of joy. So absolutely, I love your first point because mm-hmm. that that's not what society teaches us at all. Yeah. Any article you read online or anything, marriage is, is supposed to be selfish. What are you looking for? Right. What do you, you need out of the mm-hmm. person? What do you need out of marriage? Not mm-hmm. what are you doing together as a couple to glorify God? And it's, that's why it's so important. I know for me um, and my husband, we just center ourselves around Christian marriages that yeah. have been, mm-hmm. you know, newlyweds up to 50 years of marriage and just constantly asking them questions and not even just sitting down and saying, let's have a conversation about your marriage, but more of being in community with them and going over to their house and watching how they sure. do mm-hmm. things and just seeing those That's things true. that we want. For, for our marriage and mm-hmm. having those people around you that are mm-hmm. constant examples has been the best thing for us to help stay on that track, yeah. you know, right. and to say yeah. this is really the purpose of, of us being married. Mm-hmm. Right. That's great. I'm yeah. so glad you brought that up too um, because it really is a reflection of our relationship with Christ yeah. and we don't look at it like that. Yeah. And if we do, you know, if we did and we kept that our focus, yeah. it would just help us so much and just right. remembering that. So thank you for bringing that up. So what are some ways that you put Christ first in your marriage? They can be in practical ways yeah. or however. Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, a couple of things that come to mind with us. And, and look, please hear, hear that we're not perfect in this in, oh, in any way. We're, <laughs> none of us are. We're, None of us you know, are. Yeah. We're fellow strugglers on this <laughs> same journey that, that everybody that hopefully is listening, you know, is on or either will be on. But um but, you know, one of the things that we really make as a priority for us in our marriage is we always want to make prayer. We want to be praying for each other, praying with each other, praying for our family. Um, some of our most intimate times in marriage have been in these moments where Allison's had a night where she hadn't slept all night. For whatever reason, she's been up in the middle of the night and just can't get to sleep. And so the next morning she says, Jody, will you pray over me about this? And um, we have we have a few minutes there where I just pray over her, or she prays over me with something that's going on in my life, and um, it just is um, such a, a great way to keep Christ in the center of your marriage. And um, you know, the other thing that we're real intentional about is being in worship together. Um, we want to be a family that worships together. Um, we want to be connected to the Lord in worship and alongside of each other. And so. That's uh, always going to be a huge priority for us um, in our marriage. So, babe, what would you add add to that? Um, yeah, I think those are great. And you know, being like in a small group together, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. you said, being or with other couples. Like we got to go to lunch today with a couple that's a few years ahead of us in life and in their marriage, and they're such a great example, um, a godly example to us. Yep. You know, has somebody that we can look up to. You know, really. So. That's awesome. Um, and I, I love that about prayer, too, because mm-hmm. I, the, the other night we were actually talking to our younger couple who are engaged and about to get married. And mm-hmm. that is the one thing that I did bring up because there are going to be times in your marriage 
we've all been through it, um, if you've been married, where there are just no answers. You mm -hmm. cannot come up with the answer. Sure. But the one thing that you can do and you can choose to do is come together yeah. and just pray mm -hmm. and just be yeah. there with Jesus. And then right. you leave that. Even if you don't have the answer, you have peace. That's and right. And there's harmony and yep. there's love. Right. Yep. And so I do believe that that is the answer. Mm -hmm. I think at the beginning of, of our marriage, I had a hard time with vulnerability because I was, am, I'm saying recovering from said, being mm -hmm. such a strong, independent woman that sure. doesn't right. need anybody else, yeah. you know, especially my husband. And, um, I brought that into our marriage and praying with someone and asking somebody, especially your spouse, to pray over you is such a vulnerable thing. Yeah. And when I was able to truly, because I know I needed prayer, but when I was able to say, okay, here I am in this helpless state and I need yeah. you to help. Mm -hmm. I need you to say the prayer. It really made the difference. And his prayers I mean, the prayers that he prays for me, it's almost like they work instant. And yeah. instantly, you know? And, and I think that, yeah. you know, when when you do get married, you become one. And there's so much more of a deeper meaning to that. And the authority that you have over your spouse is yeah. just mm -hmm. incredible. Mm -hmm. And to think about mm -hmm. um, the authority that I have in Christ with my prayers over my husband are stronger than his own mother who yeah. carried him and birthed yeah. him and raised him, you know, yeah. that when I speak to God that through Jesus Christ that I can claim over whatever my husband's going through, sure. you know, I have more authority than anyone else. Yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. so powerful. And it it's is. like, why are we not using that more often? Yeah. Why are we not You were praying? telling me about the book that you were reading about pray a few, about a year ago. What yeah. is it called? The prayer, a praying uh, life? Is that yeah, what you were telling like, me? The Stormy, what's her name? Oh, yeah. Power yeah. of a Praying Wife. Yeah, yes. I've read that before. It's amazing. Yeah, because yeah. I remember you talking about that. And it's amazing. That's a, that's powerful mm -hmm. for us to remember as wives. Yeah, and I would just say, too, I think the reason why we maybe hold back or maybe it's so vulnerable for us to step into that yeah. with our spouse is because the reality is marriage is always under attack. Mm -hmm. You know, it is a spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. It really is. I mean, if you think about one of the ways that the enemy would love to destroy what God is doing, well, he loves to start in a marriage, you know, and if he can divide a marriage, then that can have such an impact, you know, yeah. um, all the way around. And so, so I think that's why we shrink back or have a, have a tendency not to step into moments where we need to be praying for our spouse. But um, I just believe God's calling on us mm -hmm. is to step into those moments and, yeah. and um, not be fearful, but trust that this is the right thing to do mm -hmm. as a husband and wife. And since we're talking about prayer, I mm -hmm. want to bring this up um, because I've seen this so powerfully in my life. Um, just how maybe you can't really voice to your spouse a certain thing, yeah. but you know that it's something that God needs to change mm -hmm. in you and your spouse. Mm -hmm. But how when you pray, God is listening to you and he is answering those prayers. I would just challenge whoever... in our listeners that may be um, praying for their spouse, um, for God to do a work in their life in certain areas. And maybe mm -hmm. they don't even see that that needs to be worked on. Right. But God has shown you and you praying, I want you to sit back and just watch how God will answer yeah. in his time. It is amazing yeah. to yeah. see that. I've seen it in my friends, couples, where God, where a spouse has not even told a spouse mm -hmm. that they've been praying that. And just to see that, I've, I've seen yeah. it in my life. 
um, in my relationship and just different things. And I know Lance has prayed for me about stuff mm-hmm. that maybe he's never told me. Um, but I've definitely prayed for things mm-hmm. um, for my husband, good things, blessings for him that he has no idea about. And sure. I see mm-hmm. it. I see how God has, you know, shown him things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's cool how God shows you as a spouse things about your spouse and things that need to be a, a work in in your spouse's life and um, how you pray that and yeah. how God works on that. Mm-hmm. So I think prayer is so powerful. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. How do you manage to keep for you two um, you two a priority? Yeah, with a family. <laughs> of, of having challenge. four children yeah. um, yes what do you guys do to make that a priority you guys it's extremely challenging mm-hmm. I would be lying if I acted like we were great at date nights yeah. or whatever we have four kids that are range from 14 to 5 and they're all really active in sports and um, and planning a church and we're just in a busy season of life it's by far I think my favorite season of mm-hmm. life that we've been in with parenting but with that being said yeah the days are long and I mean we can look up and all we've done is basically just communicate with who's picking up who and who's grabbing this and what time do I need to be here and that personal connection can be lost mm-hmm. so I think for us sometimes it does look like okay let's Saturday night, we actually have a free night. We finally, our oldest daughter's older to babysit. Yay. So we can let her keep the kids and go out to dinner. And that's amazing. But that doesn't always happen. So some nights it may look like the kids are on the bed and it's 945. But maybe we just say, hey, we're going to sit down over a bowl of ice cream for 20 minutes before we go to bed and just talk, you know. And sometimes, you know, we actually have reached an age, which is great, too. All our kids are in school. So sometimes that's a quick lunch day. You know, it can look. I don't think it has to be something super elaborate, but making sure there's communication mm-hmm. going yeah. on so that we mm-hmm. each feel like the other one is a priority and that we really know what's going on in their life and their hearts and where we are, you know? Yeah. 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 I totally agree with that. And I think some of it comes back to, to what Allison mentioned earlier is, um, you know, just walking with God, you know, being a priority in your life. I think that the Lord will, will, I think that you will have, you know, your sense will, you will know when there's moments where you're like, okay, I need to stop what I'm doing and spend more quality time with my spouse. And I think that comes from an overflow of your relationship with God being first. And, you know, throughout your day, as the Lord prompts something in your spirit to say, you know what, Um, you haven't had quality time with Allison recently, you know, or lately you need to go invest in her or go spend some time with her, then it may be a phone call, ice cream. It could be a lunch, whatever that looks like, um, just to try to keep us, you know, in a healthy place, moving in the same direction. And um, and so, but it is challenging with, with four children. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's just sitting down folding laundry together. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> if we're going to be honest, you know, yeah. okay. um, would he... Sits down with me and helps me with what I'm doing. That shows a lot of love to me. Yeah. So that's yeah. sometimes better than a night out. Yeah. yeah. And when you do have the opportunity to get a little getaway trip, like <sighs> for a night or two nights or whatever that looks like, take every advantage of that that you can. Make it happen. It's it's too important to have yeah. in your in your marriage. So is there anything specific that y'all just really enjoy doing together, or maybe the four kids that y'all <laughs> did together? <laughs> um, we I, I love it when we just have 
dates where we go eat together. I, I love to I love we to eat love at restaurant. We love food. <laughs> so so uh, so when we have just some quality time to go share a meal together, whether mm-hmm. it's a lunch, a breakfast, or a dinner. Um, that's always a ton of fun. Yeah. We also enjoy we working like out exercise. together. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We go work out together on every Friday morning. Yeah. And so sometimes so, I can talk him into going to walk with me. I don't run, but I love to walk. I love being outside. And sometimes I hate I can, cardio. Sometimes so. I can talk him into going on a walk with me. <laughs> yeah. We'll go so, to the trails, Whirlpool trails or Lamar or something. Yeah. But it's a, it's a fun way for us to, you know, stay active together, yeah. but also have some quality time with each yeah. other. You know, that's, that's a lot of fun. And we also love to be um, watching our kids play sports together. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, we're we're in the stands, baseball games. Yeah, we love sports in general. Yeah, yeah so, going to sporting events, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. So I love things. that. Well, I think it's important to remember that we have different seasons in life. True, so for sure. One of the things I remember from our podcast two years ago, Kenny Dean was sharing how he doesn't like the word balance. He likes the word rhythm. And yeah. I think that's very that's important. Yeah. Finding yeah. your rhythm mm-hmm. in the season that you're in, especially right. with you it guys having different. four yeah. kids and in different yeah. seasons of their life and, yes. and activities yeah. and just finding that rhythm of where you're at yeah. because it may change. It will change. Know, I mean, years. we yeah. learned that. It will change. Yeah. Just, um, finding it and, and being creative. That's yeah. right. Those things that I you think like it's true. That's so, great. Very true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what advice would you give a newlywed couple? Hmm. Probably a lot, but what's one yeah. thing that comes to mind? Yeah. Um, one thing that immediately comes to my mind, um, just because I, I've really tried to encourage engaged couples in this before we, before we marry them, um, I don't think you can underestimate the words I love you. And so I encourage newlywed couples to say I love you often. Um, because the words I love you, I think are like vitamins for your marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they breathe life into your marriage. And, um, when we're not encouraging each other, when we're not communicating with each other, how much we love them and how thankful we are that the Lord has put them in our lives, Mm -hmm. then, um, then ultimately I think a marriage can, can dry up, you know? Mm -hmm. And so without those words being spoken into it, um, I think we're missing a lot of what God has designed for marriage to look like. So I would say to newly married couples, be intentional to say I love you and um, be intentional to have some quality time together. And this doesn't work for every newlywed couple, and I totally recognize that for different circumstances. But one thing that was huge for us was that we moved away when we first got married. Mm -hmm. We were both from Mississippi. Our families are in Mississippi. We love Mississippi. Obviously, we're back, and we're thankful for that. But we moved to Houston, Texas. We had been married for one month, and we moved away. We knew nobody. We were seven hours away from Jackson, nine from Tupelo, and we it forced, like on the weekends, we looked at each other, and we were like, Okay, what are we going to do all day yeah. together? Because now all of a sudden we had all this time to spend. We didn't have social event. We didn't have that. That came with time after living there for a while. But we searched for a church together. We searched out for friends together. We explored a new city together. That was the most bonding thing. And when things went rough, because of course, like any newlywed, you're going to have your disagreements. I couldn't get in the car and drive home to my parents, you know, I couldn't, I could call my mom and cry, but I couldn't show up at their house, which I think I might've had the tendency to do had we been too close. So it was good for us to really Mm -hmm. depend on the Lord and each other. That's really, that's all we had. Mm -hmm. And it was great for Mm -hmm. our marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So you can move away. Go for it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That is so good. Okay, so that is for the newlyweds. Mm -hmm. How about the couple that's been together for years? Mm -hmm. What advice or what would you tell them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I would just say never stop working on your marriage. Be intentional. Um, yes, yes. Never stop um, intentionally investing mm -hmm. in each other. Um, I would tell, I would tell mar married couples that have been together for a long time, have fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. golly, one of the things I love so much about Allison is that we like to laugh a lot together. Yeah. She'll let me make fun of her, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, and I, let, I let her make but fun of me. We do. We try to um, take a, I mean, life can be so heavy if you let yeah. it, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes you just have to choose to take a lighter hearted approach to things, yeah. you know, and I yeah. believe that God wants that for us. He wants his children to be joyful and lighthearted, just like we want for our children, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, Sometimes we get too caught up in the yeah. making everything so hard and heavy and, yeah. you know, yeah. life is short and we feel like time is flying by and we're here on earth for such a breath, you know, yeah. 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 we've got to make the most of every opportunity and yeah. pour in, seize the moment, put your phone down, you know, get off social media for a little bit and just connect with those around right. you. And Yeah. Can I share one last thing about yes. this too? Um, <laughs> it, it just kind of, just kind of came to me because it's been huge for us, but um, if you're, if you're a couple that's been together for a while, um, find a young couple to invest in a newly married couple yeah, to, to, to invest in and vice versa. If you're newly married, find, find a couple that, um, that you see as, man, that's the type of marriage that I want mm -hmm. one day down the road and then spend some quality time with them. Kind of right. like you mentioned earlier mm -hmm. yeah. uh, today, but, um, but if you've been married, find a couple to invest in that's younger. And if you're newly married, look to somebody that's older than you that you can really so get some wisdom from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. Did you have another question? Um, I was going to ask, how do you handle conflict in your marriage and what does it look like to fight well? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, we try to handle conflict, um, and this isn't for everybody, okay? Yeah. So, But for us, we like to try to address it as soon as possible. We like um, to talk it out. I yeah. started our marriage doing the silent treatment and that doesn't ever <laughs> work very well. So I think sometimes it's better just to hash it out with also being sensitive to knowing if it's getting too escalated, knowing when to just stop. Yeah. You know, if yeah. this is too, where our emotions are too heightened right now, we yeah. need mm -hmm. to stop and we need to calm down and get this in yeah. perspective. But yeah, you can't push it under the rug or that's, that's when right. the bitterness grows right. and mm -hmm. that's when the enemy can really get a foothold. Mm -hmm. I'd rather talk it out and, yeah. you know, yeah, and get it out on the table, so I, to speak. I totally agree. And I think it comes back to, you know, understanding that, you know, your marriage is always under attack. It's always a spiritual battle. And so even when you're in moments of conflict, um, one of the ways you can have a good fight is realize that your spouse is not your enemy. Right, you know, that's right. There's an enemy. There's an enemy who's trying to divide your, right. your marriage. Right. And, and really, the enemy is the one that, that is at work here. It's not your spouse that's against you. So that leads right into my last question. In our society now, affairs and infidelity is becoming more and more common, unfortunately. What are some ways that you protect your marriage yeah. against the schemes of the enemy? You know, you have to be so careful with this. I feel like um, 
some people may think we are a little overboard in this, but I, you really have to put some safeguards in place and kind of make some pre-decisions, like things that you won't do. I think if you wait till you're in the moment, it's too late, you know, and little things like, um, whether it's if, you know, maybe not every time, but if I need to text a guy about something, I'm going to put Jody on that text. You know, yeah. I never want to start mm -hmm. texting anybody, even if both of our motives are pure at the time, you just never know. Or riding alone in the car with another, with, for me, another male or for Jody, a female. I know he yeah. won't even meet with a female in his office without the door open. I mean, you've got to really set some practical things. And, and of course, like we've been talking about investing in each other so that, you know, our needs are being met through each other. And we're not seeking that from somebody else to meet those needs, right. you know, mm -hmm. um, and ignoring the culture around us that says that that's okay. And that that's exciting and that there's something else out there better for you. And you're stuck with this person, you know, yeah. that's, that's lies from the enemy and going back and claiming the truth of the word, you know, mm -hmm. um, over that. Yeah. Yeah. I think boundaries are huge. I think that's mm -hmm. such a, a great, a great example there, babe. Um, and and just um, I'd say for the guys listening, um, have some men in your life too that that you can be open and transparent and honest with. So that mm -hmm. you know if there's a thought in your mind or if there's something that you're struggling with that you may not 100% feel comfortable yet going to your wife with. Yeah. There's just some different struggles that guys may have in that area. Um, there may be a man in their life that they need to talk to that they really trust that you can be transparent with and say, hey, man, I'm struggling with this. Can you pray for me in this area? You know, um, I think I think having the boundaries up, like Allison said, but then also having some people that you can really trust, you know, to really share transparent things with. Um, to I walk agree. Through. I think sometimes in a sense mm -hmm. it's almost better to go to some that person that mm -hmm. you trust before your spouse. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and I'll say that about a lot of things yeah. because I think that it's important to go to your spouse first. But with this, sometimes you need that. Um, you need to process what it is that's going on in your mind before you just sure. vomit to your spouse. Right. <laughs> they know all this stuff and it didn't even come out right. right. You know, yeah. and that can be hurtful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so. Absolutely. I'm all about Well, and one of the prayers that I always pray for Lance and myself is that God would always put men in his life to speak truth into his life yeah. and women to speak truth into my life. Yes. And that constantly, just yes. that they're always there, whether we need them or not. Sure. That's right. Always, always putting those um, people to speak truth that we respect, yeah. you know, and that we'll listen to. And so did y'all have anything else y'all wanted to say about that? No. Okay, well, I wanted to, I'm, I'm not the guest today, but I did have a few things I wanted to share. I'm just going back and touching on a few things that you guys said, but I think it's so important, like Jody said, to verbally say, I love you. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times you'll hear people say, you know, well, I'm just, I'm not the kind of person that needs to hear those words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Just show me. I think you're totally wrong. Yeah. That may be more of your thing, but mm -hmm. we all need to hear words of encouragement. Yeah. yeah. And, and one of the things, you know, you may not be a natural encourager, whereas someone else is, right. but you are still commanded to encourage. And so yeah. making a choice, whether you feel like it or not, mm -hmm. choosing to say, I'm going to choose to encourage my mm -hmm. spouse, whether I feel like it or not. It's the same thing as when we're talking to our children. Like I talked to Cade mm -hmm. <laughs> just last night. When you don't feel like obeying, it is still your job to choose to say, I'm going to obey my parents, even if I feel like it or not, yeah. because that is obeying God. Mm -hmm. So obey, choosing to verbally encourage um, your spouse, spouse is so important. Another thing I thought about was 
just how in marriage we are to cherish our spouse. Yeah. They are a gift. And you may not feel like your spouse is a gift right now, yeah. but they are. You know what yeah. you need to do with that? What I need to do with that? What you need to do with that? When yeah. we come to that point or if we're ever mm-hmm. in that point, we go to God and we say, God, show me how my, sp- my spouse is a gift to me. God, yeah. show me. Because mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're delighting in him and he is yeah. aligning your feelings with his. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. promise you, God is going to make his desires your desires when you do that his will is your spouse whether you feel like it or not if you're married and it's a safe uh, relationship that you are in whether you feel like like it or not that is his will for you Mm -hmm. and so if you don't feel like that or you know that is a time that you choose to go okay god show me align my desires with your desires and he will and it's amazing how he does that yeah those are some Last minute thoughts I had. Allie, do you have any? I just keep, uh, I'm reminded of, I guess I've heard this my whole life, especially right before I got married, and I always remember it of, you know, you don't always have to like them, but you do have to love them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can, yeah. you choose to love them. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. But there are going to be days that you don't like them, and that's right. okay. And so yeah. my husband and I, we joke about it, and maybe this is how we handle conflict too. It's like, I don't really like you right now. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. 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 And we say that to each other. And then we just start laughing because right. yeah. that's so mean. <laughs> you know, but it's okay to not like something they did or not yeah. like. And to, and to joke about that if you can. But to know, even though I don't like you right now, my feelings do not like you. Yeah. But I choose to love you. Right. Over that that's feeling. good. Mm. Well, thank you all so much. Yes. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. And mm-hmm. I think our listeners are really going to enjoy it. Yeah, thank y'all. Y'all are awesome. Uh, Thank y'all so much.